Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode number 40 for the 26th of April, 2007. Hi, Ed. Hi, James. How's it going? I'm doing okay, considering we're now 40. <laughs> we're 40. Over the hill, better late than never. Um, <laughs> I think this is take two as well. This is one of Indeed, our rare take some, two uh, podcasts. So this should, difficulties. We should be finely honed and know our stories inside out. Exactly. So uh, let's go for it. We're going to follow the standard format, Ian, which is? We're going to talk about UK news, international news, content delivery, IPTV, mobile, gaming, and other, other stuff. stuff. <laughs> Fantastico. Well, UK as ever, UK one is one of the sort of vibrant areas for sort of digital media. Uh, a lot of stuff going on here. Absolutely. Um, news that's happened in the last uh, week or so has Freeview, which is the digital terrestrial service here. Um, mm-hmm. As we approach switch off, there's a lot more noise in the market here in the UK where even TV advertising on analog channels saying, hey, it's switching off, get moving. Um, Freeview now officially, allegedly, has more subscribers than the incumbent DTH service here, B Sky B. Uh, 8.5 million versus 8.2 million, something like that. So it's just tipping over. Um, So does that mean that... um, I don't want to say subscribers. They're not really subscribers either. I mean... Right, boxes? Households. I think it must be households. I heard a statistic, uh, in fact, only yesterday, that something like there's between 1 to 2 million set-tops sold every year for Freeview. Right. And a lot of people, their replacement boxes... Or they have multiple yeah. boxes per household because I mean these boxes are super cheap. I mean they're, they're very like, cheap, aren't they? You can get them down at Asda for like twenty pounds. Twenty pounds. Twenty pounds. You can get a, a one, app, but they I are making money off. I don't think they box. do, mate. I mean, my theory here is that the set top guys, there's there's got to be some consolidation in that market. They must when they go bust, they, someone must just go in and buy the components they got mm. on the shelf and see if they can make boxes and just kind of ship them out. So, um, so that's one thing, Freeview. So digital terrestrial is kind of moving forward. Mm. Uh, so what proportion of UK homes do you reckon have some sort of digital television now in the UK? It must be fairly much More than 50, there. I would say. Yeah. More than 50, something like that. I think it's something like 20 million households. Something right. Like that. And uh, Freeview, 8 uh, million. Uh, eight and a half million, so it's sixteen. So it's got to be more than fifty, sixty percent. So mm. it's coming up there. I mean, up there with the. So when switch off comes, UK's. Yeah, up yeah, there and ready. Yeah, um, and so other stuff is Virgin Media, who's the cable guys who rebranded, relaunched, joined with Richard Branson, mm-hmm. um, taking the Virgin brand from the previous NTL and Telewest brand. They've launched a TV service for the masses, for people who aren't in cabled areas, delivered over a, a DSL. Mm-hmm. Uh, so presumably where you can get your DSL unbundled which happens on I guess most I say most of the exchanges except <laughs> for the country bumpkins like myself where we have mm-hmm. no choice really because we're, we're just so few people on the exchange but most people will be able if they're not in a cabled area to right. get a Virgin Media probably quad play package so they'll offer broadband TV fixed line services and mobile mm-hmm. services nice um, so, so they expand their reach outside of the cable area that's the idea that's the idea um, so that's pretty interesting. International news. I did ha- hear an update. Uh, I don't know if you called it, Ian, about uh, we talked about real-time TV in Australia. Yes. They've, uh, I heard they'd kind of morphed into a, moved away from IPTV into a DVD snail mail retailer. Oh, <laughs> I no, don't know. Really? I don't know. But maybe we'll hear a bit more of that later on. That was uh, <laughs> from one of our, our, our listeners over there in Oz. Um, also, we had a little update about uh, what's going on in the scene in, in Turkey, particularly on the sort of mm. satellite scene. What was, can you remember what we were talking about there? Well, we, uh, we heard from 
a company called Dohan. Yeah, or DSmart was the name of the service, right? Yeah, and they, they run a service called DSmart in Turkey. And they're tackling the issue in a different way in that um, it's, it's obviously a challenge to get uh, people onto a new service. There's already, you know, the satellite, satellite services satellite there. Satellite service. Yep. Um, so how do you how do you cope in, that, in a market where it's very competitive? Price is obviously an issue, mm. and um, bags of free to air stuff as well. Yeah, right? why, like why do you fifty want, channels of free to air? Yeah, why do you want to go beyond the free to air stuff? Well, the, their theory mm. is to get a box in people's home in a retail sense, just like mm-hmm. uh, free in the UK, uh, and use advertising on the banner and on the EPG in order to fund the service. And they are part of a large media group themselves, so they can probably so they have that facility. Seed it at least. Yep. Uh, and then uh, allowing people to top up their um, free to free to free to air free to free to view. Free, I think when you box. buy the box, you not only get the interactive stuff, you also get an extra ten channels, or something, okay. which you can only get with this box. Right, so you get a bonus extra ten channels, yeah. and then you can and then up. you can add more stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So, so it, it allows. Um, it's a different model, I guess, and they're, they're tackling it in a different way than the mm. traditional. Uh, you know, model where you buy a box and you get a particular set of services for a subscription. Yeah, they're starting at a low end of having a zero dollar subscription, really, and then adding to it. Yeah, so they're hoping to convert a number of people from the, mm. the basic box. Mm. So hopefully, I guess they're not subsidising that box. It's they're probably covering their costs at least on it, yes. making money from the advertising once they've got an installed base. So I guess it's advertising driven, but with this kind of top up option, mm. um, remains yeah. to be seen if it works. But it's certainly an interesting model um and i guess that's you know that's most people there's an opportunity to do that to, to springboard off the back of it if you can get the quality right and i think that's one of the concerns here you, if you yes. can presumably buy in turkey again you know, 20 pounds or the equivalent you know 35 35 euros you can buy a digital terrestrial digital satellite box there i yes. guess you have to buy a dish and other things which makes it a bit more complicated than terrestrial but uh, i mean this is an interesting uh, way of tackling this problem i mean it's a similar problem in uh, in germany and especially in uh the Netherlands, where yeah. uh, TV is kind of free, isn't it? Yeah. It's, they've got hundreds of channels already. Why would you want to pay for anything else? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the Different proposition. And I think that's, I mean, it used to be, I, I remember, uh, I don't know, Australia presumably had a, like a, when, when you were a nipper all those years ago, <laughs> now we're 40, um, it was probably, what, three channels? It was channel 9, 7, 9, and 10, right? Uh, 7, 9, 10, and ABC. So, four channel universe. Yeah. So, suddenly, digi- the, bigi- the digital proposition there was, hey, and now there's suddenly more channels, 20. Mm. But I guess today's market, 20 channels, hey, we've already got 20, 30 channels. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. Don't give me more. I want good stuff and I yeah. want better presentation. Um, these kinds of things. Okay. Um, content delivery. Um, the debate still rages on HD DVD versus Blu-ray and the yeah, hackers was, are there about we've hacked it, we yeah, haven't yeah. hacked it. I mean, I was, I was reading something this morning that says that Blu-ray is taking 70% of takings in the US in terms of HD mm. sales. Um, we've got HD DVD saying that uh, they've got an early lead in Europe, which I think is because the PS3 hasn't been out here. Very long, that's um, true, yeah. <coughs> it's, uh, I don't know. The, the uh, title number of titles is quite small as well. Yeah, the number of titles is Europe, small. Yeah. And I think... Um, uh, the discussion, someone at Sensible, I can't remember where it was, was saying, look, you know, there's a lot of debate, a lot of mm. excitement, a lot of stuff, but really we're talking about very small numbers right now. Yeah, I mean, someone was, I heard the other day, it's like for selling 4,000 titles, you get into the, the top 10 charts. Oh, really? So it's really, <laughs> okay. really, really small. Yes. I mean, I, I'm looking at uh, rental for myself at the moment, but I, I just thought about that. I mean, Blu-ray is region free, isn't it? I, d- I don't know if HD DVD is region free. I don't know. So I think Blu-ray is, I'm pretty sure. So right. you, I could be buying imports from the US. Right. I still haven't received one from my kind of uh, snail mail rental model for Blu-ray, but they're all, I put them all there, really want this quick. Uh, unless my <laughs> wife goes in and hijacks it and gets the chick flicks <laughs> in there, hopefully we'll be okay. So, um, 
so um, the hacking side of things um, yeah like they've they've hacked it they've fixed it they've hacked yeah, it I mean yeah. this uh, I don't know how long it's going to take if you've hacked it I haven't seen the sort of DVD ripper tools yet I mean maybe they're apparently they're looking pretty good you just put your disc in and say take a backup copy <laughs> and away you go rip me uh, so but then you then uh, Blu-ray burners you've been able to buy for a while, but I don't know whether they'll yeah they're still expensive or, though yeah you know, and obviously things like the PS3 they can upgrade the firmwares and you mm-hmm. want to know coming up soon, um, so that's kind of interesting and whether they revoke things as well I mean they can revoke yes, licenses I mean, to stop them playing on specific players right, they revoked Win DVDs keys yeah but so that's a software app, so you can just exactly. get a new upgrade what's going to happen when you have an actual DVD HD DVD or Blu-ray player that has yeah. has been hacked in some way and needs its keys revoked I mean Xbox 360 probably one of the cheaper HD DVD players today until Walmart we heard is maybe coming out with a $299 one mm. um, I'm not, how are you going to make sure you can upgrade your external USB plug-in firmware mm, that's a that's bit, a bit shaky I mean yeah. upgrading firmware on external devices is always a bit shaky <laughs> and you don't want to brick it and your average consumer doesn't really know it's just yes. it just doesn't work they're going to take it back to the store and say hey it doesn't work yeah, exactly <laughs> and, and for a retailer that's the worst possible thing to have everyone restocking and, oh. back in and saying oh, it doesn't play my discs so yeah. okay uh iTunes is obviously hot there on the content list. Still no video available in Europe. Very disappointing. They said early, key, early 07. I mean, we're, we're out of the early <laughs> bit of 07 now. Yeah. I'm very disappointed. Uh, they did do I'm that groundwork, putting in the parental rating there. We're seeing yeah. more studios jumping on the bandwagon in the US mm-hmm. um, with movies, more series. Um, Apple posted their quarterly results, uh, I think, yesterday. Um, How'd they do? It's second best quarter ever or something like that. Wow. Mainly iPod sales. Uh, there's been a bit of talk about are they actually making money on the iTunes store and the feeling is they probably are. Um, they are, just a little bit. They probably bit. are, just a little bit. Right. Um, we don't know. The, the EMI free content thing is mm-hmm. due to be, I think, kicking in early May. Hasn't actually, I guess... It's not free content. It's like better content yeah, with no deal. It's, you know, golden ears like itself. <laughs> it's, what is it? Uh, 256, 256 yeah, AAC. Yep. So it's as, as good as it gets. Um, that's coming out. We don't quite know the impact of that yet, whether anyone else is going to follow. Certainly, I, I was expecting other studios or... Um, what are they called? Studios or distributors? What, what is EMI? EMI is a studio. It's a studio, yeah, is it? Even okay. though... I mean, in the in the music world, it's a, it's a it's studio, a distributor. It's a distributor. Okay, it's so a anyway, conglomerate. No one else has jumped on and said, "Hey, we're going to do this as well." So mm. um, that's interesting. Uh, iPods sold 100 million of those. Um, that's a fair stack of iPods. Do you still look at your video iPod? Do you clunk it around? Oh, I do actually. I listen to it. I listen to podcasts mostly. Strangely yeah. enough, um, video and, podcast. Uh, you do the occasional video podcast. What's your favorite video podcast? Uh, Geek Brief has got to be one of my oh, favorites. Kelly Lewis, fantastic. Mm. <laughs> And uh, it's daily, actually. Is it daily that one? It pretty is, much daily. It is, but it takes a fair effort to be able to download it every day. Yeah. Um, so you, I see the occasional one of that. And occasionally, um, oh, what's those two guys drinking beer sitting around? Oh, Dignation. Dignation, yeah. yeah. I normally yeah. watch about 10 minutes at the start of that. and then. And I, then I listen to that, but I don't watch it. So All right. It's probably, uh, you, you wouldn't get much more out of watching it, to be honest. No, but for some no. reason, my feed's just a video one, so... And I watch uh, the BBC News and the uh, little uh, short BBC video of uh, sort of a a take on the news and all the sort of funny bits of the news called Story Fix that comes out each Friday, which is actually very, very funny and worth Satirical view of the news. That's what I've heard recently about people, a lot of people now consuming their news through 
satirical news media. Yeah, in fact, it's so more popular. It's than more <laughs> popular and entertaining, and it's it it makes you think a little bit more about the mm. stories. I mean, I, like the Now Show is another podcast I listen to. Mm-hmm. BBC Friday comes out. Normally, it's a bit late. The production is a bit late. Actually, it's I was subscribed to that last time, but, yeah. the, but the new series I haven't picked up on yeah, yet. Yeah, it so takes a while to come funny. in. So that's that's quite good. And again, um, that's taking making fun of the news. I also have like Jay Leno, and I think the Today Show in the the US, similar right. kind of styles. Um, so content, a lot of stuff going around. Uh, let's have a look. Oh, the Cablevision story—they're um, fighting back on this uh, remote storage DVR, mm. which is uh, for those of you who, who aren't aware of this. In the the US, Cablevision, a New York cable operator, has set top boxes which are not DVRs, and they're um, aiming to let. Well, they they started a service, I believe, where they let people actually record content on the server, and they gave them like a virtual disc. Mm. Uh, the studios immediately jumped in and said, "Hey, you can't do this." Not. No, no technical problem. It's basically they haven't paid the license fee to do this, and it's a new use case. And yeah. there is this kind of balance between okay, pay me the money and you can do it. They got I mean, a cease and desist order. Yeah, there uh, is a precedent for this in terms of other operators like BT yeah. Vision, for example, who have coughed up and said, "Yep, yeah, uh, we can, you can go back seven days, and we've paid the studios and so on, so mm. we can actually do this." Um, but in this case, Cable Vision's arguing that. It's just where the disc is. The disc is either in the home or it's in the... Yeah, there are catch-up TV kind of rights, but it's personal. There is a service called Tape It Off the Internet, Tato or whatever. Right. Um, .com, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, or Tatey, I can't remember. Whatever uh-huh. it is, Tape It Off what the Internet. Uh, you can basically... It's like a, a portal, BitTorrent style, for getting stuff off the internet content. Right. But the idea is it's aimed at being legitimate, but clearly a bit like an apps thing where it's for legitimate stuff, but we can't stop people using it for other things. <laughs> right. Um, again, right, Scott, if you pay the money, you can do it. Yeah. Uh, and I guess it will depend on the type of content they'll let you do it with and mm. things like this. But I think that's the main argument here that Cablevision just did it without paying. Right. Um, so that's the main argument. Okay, um, IPTV. Yep. What's going on there? Well, I think the uh, the newest thing I saw with IPTV was a service called Jack9. J-A-C-K number nine dot com. And right. uh, it's, uh, it's an example, I guess. I mean, I'm not, not advocating the service per se, but I think it's interesting to see that there's a bunch of niche services popping up now yes. on the yeah. internet being able to provide you television. And we've often thought, you know, what's going to happen in the world when, you know, the... The long tail, isn't it? Well, it's long tail. It's the, uh, the aggregators like... I mean, if we're calling a broadcaster like Sky an aggregator of content, of channels... Yeah. What happens when you don't need the aggregator anymore and the, and the consumer can go directly to the content producers? Mm-hmm. And in this case, Jack9, <coughs> uh, uh, the headline of their press release says, Jack9 Entertainment unveils cutting-edge IPTV for the man's man and a targeted <laughs> advertising platform uh, at jack9.com. So they're producing content that's very uh, male-orientated. So they're absolutely, mm. totally going after the 18 so to 34-year-old uh, males. Mainly nudity and women. <laughs> Actually, I think it's... Uh, I'm sure there's a bit of that, but it... Uh, oh, extreme sports, street sport, biking, and other man's man programming. International kickboxing, go. sports, bike riders. So it's mainly naked men, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, but the I idea is that they're able to pro- provide yeah. advertising uh, to a targeted audience and... Uh, it's like um, in magazines. I was talking to some guys, in fact, from Aggregator TV, mm-hmm. which is a, a startup company here in the UK, and they're doing this in a number of niches, and they're kind of almost going to... Uh, describe it as like going to a... Uh, major newspaper retail looking at the, the magazine shelf and you just right. look for the niche magazines whether it's mm-hmm. carp fishing monthly or something like this mm-hmm. and they've actually started a number of niche channels some of which are yeah. so niche I can't remember them but <laughs> they had uh, one which was 
aimed at uh, expat Russians. So they're actually buying the content and really? paying the content. Okay. So expat Russians That's watching it on the TV. Yep. And I have heard about people watching like Chinese, expat Chinese, watch out kind of people watching it right. online as well. Um, and train enthusiasts <laughs> as well. People who are really keen on trains, mm-hmm. whether it's rebuilding it's old trains or yep. train spotters. I'm not quite sure mm-hmm. what it means. But uh, again, niche channels for people who are prepared to pay for this. And he was saying that some people, when they did the research in certain mm-hmm. niches, um, are paying... You know, fifty dollars for a VHS cassette to be mailed to them with wow. specialist content that they like to yep. watch, and this is you know, specialist content <laughs> like trains and stuff. So, uh-huh. yes. where there's that's a sort of specialist content, content. <laughs> no brown paper bags. Uh, so, you know, clearly there is a market, and obviously the, the way they do it, aggregate TV is they kind of white label it, so they can literally very quickly uh, clone right, it. And they're aiming places, to have right. a new niche every six months or so, and clearly if you know, Train Spotter Monthly Magazine can mm-hmm. get advertising in there, they're hoping to either leverage off that uh, and the advertisers yeah I, d- I think there's definitely a market for that because I was excited to find today that one of one of my favourite programmes in Australia um, which is called The Chaser's War on Everything which is again a kind of satirical comedy takes right. off the news type show uh, on the ABC in, in Australia is now available on uh, video podcasts from their side okay so it's, it's like not GOIP they can't stop you getting it uh, I hope not because I really like watching <laughs> that show. But I mean, that's and if it's. I a, would happily pay for yeah, that sort of stuff if, yeah. if that was necessary for me to be able to watch it. Right. Um, no problems because it's yeah. just great stuff. And, you know, there's the no news other way. generally is homegrown, so they can probably do that. I was exactly. thinking about this like the BBC, for instance, could put all their services on iTunes, presumably. Mm. Um, all their services. And, and you could only, if you, only if you had a UK credit card address, or whatever, that you'd be able to watch it. And it could be free. But if you're on other iTunes stores, it could be no, no joy. Exactly. Um, but well, I guess they're um, pitching it with Microsoft though with the iPlayer so well, yeah. that won't happen <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but again the GOIP thing they should be able to stop you watching stuff like I talked many episodes back about watching I think it was an hour and a half pilot program of Eureka when I watched That's it online right, yeah. in the US but yeah. when I told you about it we tried to watch it and it didn't work because they GOIP'd it and said oh nobody can watch that outside the US um, so is that IPTV I mean well, I don't know and I mean the, the, and that boundary is blurring I think between mm-hmm. internet TV IPTV content yeah. delivery people don't care where it comes from exactly it's not, it's not important yeah. the technical side of it is just irrelevant as to you know the fact that they can just do something and it, it easy, it's maybe easy maybe we should it change our category titles maybe we should well, let's <laughs> have a review of our category titles next week <laughs> any suggestions let us know where do they let us know feedback at on the couch podcast and we love com. to hear from you it's fantastic so we're talking about Microsoft and that uh, iPlayer stuff yeah. what did we see this week about a new service from Microsoft Oh, was it a service? I'm not sure. Uh, kind of more of a, a plugin, in yeah. a, way, a plugin called Silverlight, um, which they, I guess, quietly have released, which mm. seems to be a competitor to Flash. And mm. I think it's worth pointing out, I think we, we heard a stat the other day about how something like 98% of video content on the web is in a Flash-based container format. 98%? Something like that. I mean, yeah. popular, you know, it's a dodgy yeah, yeah. statistic. Well, I mean, um, once you've got YouTube... So Flash is, is, Flash is de facto. So. One of the issues with Flash today is there's no content protection, no way of monetizing that. It's all free. Yeah. Except through advertising, obviously. In fact, you can just slip it off the site, copy yeah. it, save it, move it, it needs around. needs to be a bit of a... You need to get some tool, I think, to slurp it off. But you, you can do it's it. Still, you can do it. It's right. relatively easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Silverlight is seemingly a, like a Flash... Uh, competitor Microsoft, but it's got the plays. Which one is it? Plays for plays ready, plays for sure, plays for something. Anyway, plays sometimes Windows Media 11 compa- compatible. Right, okay. so it's got DRM in built. Yeah, built in and, and does all the other stuff. It's to support HD and, and you put up one format and it yeah. auto converts it and has all different formats. It's a two available. megabyte download, 
works right. with so all cross-platform as well. I heard it works, yeah, it works on, on Mac, Mac as well. With yeah. Firefox, it mm. works, not just Internet Explorer. Um, so we're obviously going, right, okay, we're going to put so it out I everywhere. I guess that's going to start virally being distributed by people who will adopt the format or Windows, yeah. whether Windows Media Player will suddenly start pointing to it or whatever. But we're going to probably hear a lot more about um, well, it's interesting that Microsoft is taking notice of the whole Flash video thing. Yeah. I mean, Flash video really made YouTube into what it is because it enabled everyone to watch it on any yeah, browser. Yeah, pop in links and yep. very easy. So it'll be interesting to see what Silverlight does for us all uh, on IPTV or elsewhere indeed. So um, Mobile. Yes. Mm. So uh, Now, we've seen a bit of mobile TV recently, haven't we? We have. In <coughs> we saw the, uh, the three service from... Sweden. Sweden? Yep. Um, which I I got to say they they uh, when we were seeing it demonstrated they make they were at pains to say it was different from the three service in the UK or in yeah. in other countries and Hutchison allows the three franchise to sort of customize or do their own sort of thing in different countries mm. um, and it looks like a really nice service you kind of just pick what you want to watch and it takes a few seconds and starts playing yeah um, and it looks very watchable I was quite impressed with the quality of the video uh, for it, a small it looked screen okay I mean my argument here when you come to work on the train Mr yep carbon friendly that you are and exactly. um, you know you have an opportunity to watch video and yes. I think it's still the modality I was at a conference earlier this week and we were looking at some mobile TV aspects mm-hmm. here in London and uh, my feeling is that you know the mobile markets was a billion handsets a year or something crazy Yep. so if you know 1% of those are video enabled it's a pretty it's good a market number, yeah. it's a big number well, it's 10 million you know that'll do for me yep. um, so it's quite big but is it is it a phenomenon or is it just a niche again so I'm not sure and, oh, and I still mean, I mean the new Nokia phone the N95 fantastic yep. phone sings dances videos whatever mm-hmm. what is it seven eight hundred dollars yeah a lot of cash <laughs> it's a lot of cash <laughs> it's the person who spends that kind of money are they the guys who are travelling on the buses and trains probably not I mean this is my judgment, but it does work the technology works and as long as the telco yeah. is doing an all you can eat package yeah, and this is data. what they seem to be doing That's with the three thing. is that you can, mm. uh, it, it's quite nice, you can subscribe to a music service so you actually can create your own radio stations that streams music to you. Uh, I think it's five euros a month you can watch some set of TV well, And also they had the largest, uh, bigger than iTunes they said for downloading music. Yeah, they had more music yeah. sales than iTunes in Sweden yeah. which is which is pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, a lot of mobile penetration there so I think that's quite cool. Um but again, I think, I think mobile, my prediction with mobile is that we don't know what the business model that works is right now. Yeah. And in 10 years' time, we'll look back and go, well, of course, it was obvious, but mm. it, we're still kind of yeah. finding our feet here but and working on There were some people there from Qualcomm, because you remember there's three different Qualcomm, standards. Yeah. There's the uh, Qualcomm MediaFlow, Media mm-hmm. there's DMB, which yep. is Korean, Japanese, and then there's DVBH, which is the European DVBH consortium. Uh, Qualcomm was sort of, although they've got one technology, they're saying actually their chips do all three. Oh, right. Just so, by the way. And they're hoping to get it into... Clever. Not just the high-end handsets, but every uh-huh. medium set handset. In the same yeah. way that you know, camera phones are kind of ubiquitous mm. now. Mm. So I guess the people who make the two-megapixel camera chips are like, this yeah, is really cool. Yeah. But it's a similar situation. Um, again, so once you, I mean, the key to that is getting the price down. The key to getting the price down yeah. is getting the mass And also Spectrum market. as well. We had a presentation about Spectrum. Right. Uh, certainly until digital TV is switched mm-hmm. off, the sweet spot for Spectrum is in the uh, UHF band. Right, uh, because is VH- that used very much in anywhere. Yeah, uh, used VHF a lot. Is. Yeah, VHF is, but the trouble with VHF is the aerials are big, 
Ah, yeah, of course. So you'd have to whip out a huge right, sort of okay, flappy okay, antenna. Right, and, get you, get you. and it's really good for coverage because yeah. VHF, you get a lot of coverage. It yep, goes around the hills fun. and around the buildings yep. and stuff. Yep. But you need a big floppy you know, rabbit ear on the top of it. And Which is not going to work for a moment. Well, it'd phone. be very good for a cheap way of putting up the network because you just have to pull out your rabbit ears you know, <laughs> and then you're away. But that's today, people are used to having sleek form factors with no visible antennas. So therefore, yes. you need lots of antenna sides, yes. lots of power. Hey, do you know what I heard? That in the UK, there are 37,000 mobile phone towers. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. There's so many mobile phone towers. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, that's what you need. And I still can't get coverage at home. (laughs) (laughs) That's because you live in... uh, (laughs) Nowhereville. No, it's a beautiful Um, country. No, but that's the issue about getting coverage. Because if you launch nationwide, you expect coverage and you don't want disappointment. And that's some of the early stages Mm. of digital... TV mm. launches there was some people coming back say took it home plugged it in didn't work you needed to have a new antenna all oh, these kinds oh, of things yeah, so exactly. mobile phone coverage the guy one of the guys was saying yeah today with the data delivered with mm-hmm. 3G with all these 37,000 towers you can go inside buildings and you can watch TV Yeah, but you start doing broadcast services unless you put up another 37,000 towers yeah. and because of the frequency differences maybe it's not going to penetrate into buildings it's going to be a it's, bit dodgy yeah. and people will say what's going on and TV there is a, like a personal attachment to TV. Mm. I mean, saying you can get it 90, 90% of the people can get it 90% of the time. But when I yeah. turn on TV, I expect to get it. I don't exactly. want to go, whoa, you know. Uh, and, and that's our expectation. You know, my latest sports event is on. I just want to catch the penalties. For on, oh, my God, no reception. What <laughs> am I going to do? You know, it's going to lead to disappointment. Yep. And you're going to cancel the subscription. So, um, I still sit on the skeptical side of the fence for mobile TV. I'm a little skeptical. But I can see that the, I mean, you just got to look at the numbers and, the dead lobsters. <laughs> the dead that. lobsters. Uh, yes, the uh, virgin service in the UK that didn't quite sell yeah. as many as they But, hoped. I mean, the content guys are, are just saying, yeah, why not? Distribution is good. Get it out there. Mm. So that's cool. Um, gaming. Right. Well, let's move on to gaming indeed. I'm waiting. There's a new update coming on on the PS3 I heard about today, uh, improving my folding at home capability. Folding, folding at, home at home is one of these... Is it like um, napkin folding or...? No, no. Folding at home is molecular folding, where it's looking at the way molecular complex uh, proteins uh, interact with each other and looking at ways of, I think it's curing cancer or leukemia or something like that. Wow. Um, and the PS3 has this, uh, one of the first updates you get includes this application, which can be used as a screensaver if you want to turn it on. Right. Basically, it harnesses all of the power of the PS3 to do all these complex calculations involved in uh, protein molecule uh, right. mathematical analysis or something. So and it's got this funky display which goes makes lots of noise and you can see there's a global <laughs> picture of the world and you can see who really? else is doing it the little wow. points of light so the new update apparently improves your ability to zoom in and see who else is folding at home Wow! But just not geo. I guess it must do it through GeoIP, or it knows when you register where you are. So, so it's got like a Google Earth kind of thing. In your house, there's a new light. <laughs> yeah, but I <laughs> but I turn everything off. So uh, <laughs> I've done about 0.02 of a unit. Um, but the PS3 right. is immensely powerful. Mm. So it's oh, been absolutely. used. All the the cell processes are being cool. used to do this. Um, so Sony's really curing cancer. Allegedly, yeah, and they've got a significant uh, number of. Teraflops from PS3 users are being Fantastic. piled in. Fantastic. There was 250,000 PS3s that were now enrolled in this. So. I think it's more than that. The, you'll see the press really? release anyway. That's today, fantastic. That's quite cool. Um, the 20 gig PS3 is dead, right? So they basically it's said, all over. You know, in Europe, you couldn't even buy it, to be honest. It wasn't no, available. they didn't even bother in the in uh, Europe. And in the US, um, I mean, I, I heard arguments with people saying that um, if they really wanted the they really wanted the 20 gig one, but only the 60 gig one was available so I think the sales figures are a bit skewed but yeah. apparently the 60 gig outsold the 20 gig by about 10 to 1 
Yeah, so it's been discontinued, and I think that's kind of sensible because if you want to download any if HD doing content or game, I mean, it's it's a gig a game basically, or a game demo. So right, so you need you, know, you need a bit there, uh, and if also you if you're copying your photos, content, your music, because yeah. you can use that as a as a media player as yeah. well. Obviously, I mean, twenty gig these days is a bit small. <laughs> a bit small. I mean, it's the kind of thing you put in an Xbox 360. Isn't it? <laughs> that's right. I mean, the sixty gig one did also yeah, have the, the, the Elite. What's the Xbox Elite? It's it's got one hundred and twenty gig. One hundred twenty. So you know, even that's small. What are they doing? Two fifty. Go for stick it. Stick a one terabyte in and be and done with it. That's what I say. Um, okay, so that's that's gone. Uh, I also downloaded my first game for the PS3, which is this weird one called Flow F L Cap O zero W. I think I played that on as a flash game on the PC, and that's kind of. Okay, this is the oh, single-celled cool. kind of thingy that's yeah, and it's kind of in kind a primordial soup, and it's got in the plank- it's like plankton swimming around in a plankton thing, kind of going in and out. And, and there are different, and there is there are blue-coloured protozoa and red-coloured <laughs> protozoa. And I think you, I think eat, you eat the right ones or something. Well, I think right? if you eat the red ones, you go into the screen, and blue ones you come out. So it's like right. planes or levels. I'm, I'm not right. sure how that works. And then you use the six-axis controller to control your thing, right? And you don't press any buttons, you just move it around. Oh, so it uses the accelerometers in the Yeah, so you just... Right. You, it's That's weird. You cool. grab the controller and you just kind of work. <laughs> very, <laughs> and it's got a... Yeah, a bit like the folding... I just can't really see what's happening here, but James is yeah, going to wave his arm my hands. <laughs> it's like a folding at home... Muzak. It's like... I don't know if the same right. sound on your... But it's like bubbles and right, cool. funny twinkly noises going on. Nice. Um, well worth three ninety nine or two ninety nine or whatever it was I paid oh, okay. for. But quite easy to to buy the game. There are no stupid well, points and things. You right. just it's pence is pence and the prices are okay. all there and it's very easy. I use my Bluetooth mouse to just use control my PlayStation. So once you get the the shop up, you don't have to use the controller. It's fantastic. Click, 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 very easy. Very Entering cool. in the uh, I should have had a Bluetooth keyboard. It'd be a lot easier to type <laughs> in the details. But um, that's good that the P3 actually connects to those, to those external devices. Yeah, oh, that's that's cool. I need to get a I want to get a little Bluetooth headset today actually maybe and have a go with that. The that's weekend. very cool. Um, Electronic Arts is uh, suddenly deciding actually the Wii is quite popular. We should do a few games for that. <laughs> that's right. I think originally they said. Uh, no, that's rubbish. We're gonna we're PlayStation Three. We're a man's man games console, yeah, yeah. you know, manufacturer. We're gonna go with the uh, PS3 and the Xbox 360. And now, when they've realised that there's um, more Nintendo Wii's out there than anyone can poke a stick at, mm. as in the US and Japanese sales of Wii players totaled 1.47 million in January and February, <whistles> uh, whereas the PlayStation 3 tallied 600,000 and they sold 584,000 of Microsoft's Xbox. Can you, 360. Are they still in short supply weeks? Maybe I should have a quick. They quick are. In check. fact, I heard something today saying that they're not going to be able to catch up until 2010. No it's just silliness, really. I mean, no come way. on. Make a few more, sell a few more. What are you doing? Well, it's probably. I was looking at some of the technology behind this, and in the controller, the um, the accelerometers. I don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. of, have you heard of MEMS? They're yep. micro electromechanical machine silicon. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's little like. I'm trying to use my hands again here, very effective <laughs> on the podcast. Um, James is wiggling his fingers wiggling around. my fingers around. So imagine your fingers are wiggling. Uh, the little little microscopic bars on levers and balances and things like that, but really etched in silicon and closed wow, in cool. spaces. So when you're moving things around, it's basically um, in the same way. If you were holding a pen pen up and you move quickly, the pen moves. It's like that, yes. but it's making contact, and you can right. do that on a really really microscopic scale, nanometer scale, and then you can uh, cool, measure it. it. So that's kind of how it's done. There's no, mm-hmm. I, I guess, in the old days you could do weak magnetic forces and things like that mm. and measure yourself moving through the Earth's magnetic field but the, these things I mean they're pretty complex to produce mm. um, and uh, so I guess things like the controller we know it's quite clever it's got a camera in it um, 
Bluetooth and Bluetooth, all these kinds of things. So it takes. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we've heard about the, the uh, Blu-ray disc players. There's an issue about not enough blue lasers, allegedly, mm-hmm. which slowed things down. Um, haven't heard any more about that. Um, but you know, it's pretty pretty high tech inside these gadgets and things. Yeah, even though we kind of you know mm. we just use them, we just buy them, we play yeah. with them. The Have the you used your locator thing? At all, we talked about it a few episodes back. This thing, which if you lose your keys, you press a button. Have you, you know, lost your ever keys? Ever since I've uh, <laughs> I've had that attached to my keys, I haven't lost my keys. Well, there so we go. It works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> so I'm looking for. I'm not it's looking like for the It's like putting them. butter in your refrigerator repels elephants. Exactly. I've I never had any elephants in my refrigerator. <laughs> so I mean, it's one of these kind of bizarre things that it just kind of works. So I don't know. I need to maybe get my Bluetooth headset together and uh, go try for a bit of wireless gaming. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I think there's uh, a barrage of new Wii games coming out oh, cool. any day now so I'm looking forward Star to trying some yeah I want a Star Wars game that'd be great how much fun would that be with two people and in fact even better if you were on the net being able to play you know yeah but there's no wireless gaming games. for the Wii they're not promising that so yeah, that's a shame because yeah. that's what I thought with the whole kind of Wii thing you know collaborative yeah. gaming have you had any Mies come and visit you uh, I've had a couple from, what are yours uh, have you got one called Gary I think I do have one called yeah, Gary. I think Gary actually. came to visit me. Really? Yeah. I don't think we let Gary out. You <laughs> <laughs> should leave with that hairstyle. <laughs> um, but I also heard there's some little uh, things you can get which are lookalike me's. And, it, and there are instructions in some of the fanzines to make me's that look like, uh, I don't know, Kylie Minogue. Or, or oh, really? You can so get you one so you can, you it tells you, it check, right. pick this or whatever. Um, <laughs> See, these are the sort of, you know, secondary industries they never counted on when they created these yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, it is quite a cool community thing. I think mm. I'll be doing a bit of Wii Tennis this weekend. Good fun. I've got some friends coming down, so... Uh, Good fun I need to get a screen protector. I need to get some more batteries, probably, because they do <laughs> chew, up the, uh, chew up the batteries, those remotes. Um, cool. Well, I guess that uh, kind of rounds us off for yeah. this week. Now we are 40. Fantastic. Well, do send us your news or feedback or deliberate mistakes. Still got a few goodies in the bag here at uh, onthecouchpodcast.com. Yep. So check out the website or send us a mail. Tell your friends. Vote for us on iTunes. And we look forward to hearing you, hearing us on episode 41 next week. All right. So it's bye from Ian. Bye from James. Cheers. Cheers.